Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome back to Seven Fifty-Five is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic, and I'm with my co-host Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. What's going on, Eric? Nothing. Well, a lot, but nothing with me. <laughs> Man, um, let's just uh, throw out what we were going to talk about. Start with the. Uh, I mean, the Braves had just a terrific series against the Mets and. Uh, Last night's win, I thought, really, I mean, they made a statement in this series after yeah. losing four out of five in New York less than, what, two weeks ago. I really thought they bounced back exactly the way they needed to do. I mean, they won the rest of that road trip. I think they swept the rest of that trip after the Mets. And then they come home and and uh, did exactly what they needed to do against the Mets. And now they got the Astros coming in, so it doesn't get any easier. You got my colors tonight. Uh, it doesn't get any easier, but – that was a hell of a series for the Braves, and they got it back within three and a half and got a huge outing from Max Fried last night after being off for 12 days. I mean, yeah. I, that was impressive. No rehab, no no uh, sim game or whatever that I know of. He just uh, went out and pitched after 12 days. He's different. It's, you know, I mean, he's one of those guys that – I don't know if he's completely cemented the name yet, but he should have with the World Series last year. But he's just a big game guy. You know yeah. I mean? I yeah. I don't worry about him. I feel better about him the more pressure there is. No doubt. And uh, he was matched up with DeGrom head-to-head yeah. and outpitched him or went toe-to-toe. I mean, the stat line says he outpitched him. DeGrom, the last run against DeGrom was uh, after he came out of the game, but it's obviously his. So, I mean, technically, uh, if you want to go just more yeah. stats, he outpitched DeGrom. And DeGrom right now is the best pitcher in the majors probably. So, the Braves, by the way, in the last two years, he's made 19 starts. The Braves are the only team that's got three on runs against him. And they've done it twice. It was a pre- I was watching that ball Riley two hit on the, the slider. Two of the that's, three. That slider that Riley just smoked up the middle. Yeah. I'm like, that's a foreign feeling to DeGrom. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I wonder what it'd be like to be so good that you don't know what it feels like to throw your best pitch and it just gets shit on up the middle. But they, you know, they <laughs> – Scoring three on Degrom, I mean, yeah, the two out hits and 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 the first two were two out RBI hits yeah. by Dansby and Riley. Dansby yeah. had that uh, had the double to the gap. I mean, he he crushed that one too. Yeah, and then he gets chased by the kid, twenty one year old Vaughn Grissom singles that chases him from the game. And they bring in Seth Lugo, which I was a little surprised. He brought in a right hander to face, but I mean, Harris hits lefties and righties right now, so yeah. you know. Um, I mean, he's been hitting opposite field homers off lefty. So, uh, but they bring in Lugo and he works, has a great at bat, and sneaks that double through the middle of the field and brings in Grissom, who's hustling, running balls out from first base and scores. Wash is sending him all the way. Hell of a game, riveting game. Braves win it 3 2 with that run in the seventh. Again, on two out hits by the freshmen or the rookies. Um, so, anyway, 
you have this great game, you have this great statement, great series from the Braves to get with them three and a half. And then you wake up this morning and what does Marcelo Zuna do? I guess to celebrate, they uh, not playing the last four days. He went out and got arrested for DUI and booked into a Gwinnett County Jail this morning at 4.30. Got out at about 8. And, uh, you know, we said this a year ago when he's arrested on domestic violence charges. Originally included a felony for strangula- strangulation, domestic violence against his wife. Dropped, uh, he pleaded, already went to a diversion program where those were dropped to, he already just had the misdemeanor charges left. Those were to be dropped if he met all the requirements of his diversion program after six months of probation. I haven't heard yet, but I'm assuming those were dropped because he he said in March at spring training that he had finished the parts of the, all the parts of the diversion program. So anyway, we said at the time, I thought, and most other people thought he'd probably played his last game with the Braves. But yeah. after, you know, they could not recoup the money they owe him. And after kind of letting the dust settle in the offseason, they win the World Series. They were able to kind of bring him back without any protest or anything out at the ballpark and kind of slip him in, you know, and, uh, you know, under, you know, the uh, understanding. I'm sure they thought, crossed their fingers, that he wouldn't get any more trouble and, hey, he could at least provide some pop at the plate, if nothing else. Um, So then he goes out and does this after playing pretty crappy this year. I mean, he's lost his DH and left field jobs. You only had him while other people were hurt. Yeah. He hit 20 homers this year, but that's all. He's done nothing else productive. He's had some big hits, 20 homers, but he's hit barely. He's hit. He had, literally hasn't hit his weight because he's hit about 213, 214. I have to look at it again. But uh, he's OPS in the low 600s. Uh, he's just been terrible player since the beginning of last season. You know, he got, he, he, but he was, he was really struggling last year before he broke his fingers. Then he goes on the D, uh, uh, the IL and a week or several, a few days into the IL stint, he gets arrested, got suspended the rest of the year. No part of the Braves postseason run. And they bring him back and he's really done nothing this year except play at the same level he was playing at last year before he got hurt. Braves still owe him $41 million. I, they have high-powered attorneys. I'm sure they're going to look into ways that maybe because they couldn't they couldn't veto uh, they couldn't void the contract and not have to pay him after the domestic violence because the union is so strong and this and they've you know written all this stuff into the union agreement. I'm sure the Braves have attorneys that are going to look into. Now it's been two arrests. It does that. It does that uh, have any effect on you know their ability to uh, possibly get out from underneath this contract? But bottom line. If I'm the Braves, I'm releasing this guy, and yeah. they owe him $41 million, but he just doesn't do enough to warrant keeping him around, whether you have to pay him or not. If he's going to be that much of a black eye on the, the organization, you know, what does it say to your fans if you run him out there again after, one, he had domestic violence charges, which are about as unseemly as you can get in this society these days, and then he gets a drinking while driving charge, which also is very much frowned upon in our yeah. society, as it should be. Um, I think they got to cut ties now. I don't. I don't see any way that you can justify bringing him back, even if you owe him forty-one million dollars. I just can't see it. I mean, the only way you could justify it if he's hitting three sixty-five with forty homers. You know, I mean, teams. I can't justify right. it, but it, you know, I mean, they've been trying to get right. him right all year, right? Or hitting three hundred with an eight fifty yeah. OPS and twenty-five yeah. homers. You know. Uh, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it would still be unseemly, yeah. you know, but it would be at least you'd have a reason you could say, bottom line, he helps us on the field. 
We're yeah. going to draw fans if we win. He helps us win. But he's not helping you win. No. You're, well, you spent the whole defensive. year trying to get him right, answering questions why he's in the right. lineup. You know, you're right. already at the point in the season where you're you're talking about how much more patient can we be or is it time to cut bait and then this right. happens. And, you know, I mean, the timing of it, too, has got to piss you off because the team couldn't be at a bigger high in the season. Right. Just took three out of four for the Mets, beat DeGrom, got a damn ice cream machine, which dudes love. And you – Today should be all about that and and getting ready to beat the Astros. And now you got to answer questions about this. And this is going to be the topic today. Yeah. And, you know, in the irony, the cruel irony, whatever you want to call it, uh, of this happening when it did, not not just for the, the factors that you just pointed to, the developments you just pointed to, but you also have Mike Soroka at the other end of this extreme yeah. Or if you have unseemly here and unsavory the, over there, you got this heartwarming story of Mike Soroka coming back from two Achilles tendon ruptures, making this terrific start Tuesday where yeah. he surpassed all expectations in that performance at uh, against uh, for high a Rome, eight strikeouts in four innings, one hit allowed. I mean, yeah. beyond what anybody could have imagined and makes you think there's a real, and you know, we had him on the podcast and when, after the podcast, we both said, I feel a lot more confident now that he can actually make it back from this, which no pitcher ever has to two Achilles ruptures. But after his performance Tuesday, I really think he's going to make it back. Yeah. So you have that going an announcement that his next uh, rehab starts going to be a triple a on Sunday. You have the Michael Harris extension this week. This great kid, this this wonderful kid that everybody loves, terrific athlete. His family's at the pre- at the uh, press conference, you know, his parents and all this talking about what a dream come true this is. They sign him to a to a deal that can go a decade, another uh, a really team friendly deal. So you got that going. Then you got the 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 thing breaking about how they are actually talking to Dansby now about a contract. You beat the Mets in a series three games out of four, and then Ozuna goes out and gets arrested at four in the morning. And he's not played the last four games. So what's his response to not playing? Instead of getting in early, doing early work, doing everything he can, showing I'm going to try everything I can to to regain what I once had, he's out partying at four in the morning, man, with the Astros in town today. That's kind of your – you know, I – as far as like predicting the, the what the how the Braves will respond to it, the guys that are busting their ass, and, and you get the questions during the year. You know how why are they being so patient with so and so? Why is this guy still around? Yeah, well, it's because the team's seeing him work, and it, that's this is the polar opposite of yeah. you know you you. I'm sure you know as a player, it's frustrating. You you see the writing on the wall. You see the team win a big series against the Mets without you. And yeah. you've been struggling all year. And it's it's pretty clear they were like, we can't play you in the series because we want to win this thing. We're trying to get you right all year, but we're going right. to sit you. And they played better. You know, right. so you see that. Grossman's hitting now. Rosario's yeah. come around. They got Contreras, you know, to DH. When yep. they, and, and last night they DH'd Rosario. But with Grossman hitting, there's really no, there's really no uh, good reason to play. Yeah. And he sees that writing on the wall, you know, right. and it's like as a player, you get frustrated and you get pissed off and there's two ways to respond to it. You can pout and go get drunk or you can keep busting your ass. But as far as trying to predict how a team will react to it, I mean, they see that, you know, they, they see him going out and whatever you're doing out at four in the morning in Gwinnett when you probably live in Buckhead or, you know, Sandy Springs. Sandy Springs yeah. Yeah. It ain't good. Whatever you're doing over there is yeah. not good. Yeah. And what's open at 4 a.m.? 
at what are you doing at 4 a.m.? I mean, we can imagine what he's doing at 4 a.m. Yeah. But what it's Thursday night, Friday morning. You just finished your series against your rival. You got another huge series against the hottest team, maybe the best team in baseball, the Astros yeah. now, starting tonight. And you're basically saying, I know I haven't played in the last four days. And if you're going to play me Friday night, I'm going to be <laughs> – I was out partying until 4 in the morning, just so you know. Or That's when he was booked into jail at 439, so I'm assuming he was partying until 3 or so, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Uh, driving drunk at – allegedly at 4 in the morning. It's just bad, man. It's just a st- it's just an idiotic move. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us have made mistakes when we were young, okay? And you pay, for, you pay the consequences for them. And some people – as entertainers and really wealthy people, I feel bad for them sometimes because for them, the rock bottom doesn't always come because you keep getting paid. You know, yeah. you're not pushed into the same corner that a lot of us in normal jobs are pushed into where we got to straighten up or get fired, you know, or lose yeah. your job. Uh, for a lot of people, actors, rock stars, entertainers, athletes, whatever, it's harder to realize how bad you've gotten or that reached that rock bottom when you're still getting paid. Yeah. You know, you still got $41 million owed to you and it's a guaranteed contract. So you're, you're thinking you're impervious, man. It's just a bad situation. It really is. But I just don't see how the Braves can justify bringing it back from this. Well, I mean, you probably were on the fence of cutting bait anyway. Right. Probably. You yeah. Know? You know, you're making, and you're making so much money right now and you're giving out these contracts, these long-term extensions that are saving you so much money so much. on the back the back end of these things, the back half of these contracts, you're going to be saving as much money as you're going to have to spend to get rid of him. You're going to be making that in about, you know, two years off of Michael Harris's contract, the back end. If we're being, if we're being bottom line here, yeah, <laughs> you're saving that at the back end of his deals, what he probably should be paid at that point. I mean, if we're just talking dollars yeah. here, yeah, cause no, that's the good. only reason, cause that's the only reason you can justify keeping Marcelo Zuna is talking dollars. So let's yeah. talk dollars, you know, yeah. if we're talking bottom line, financial hits, think no. about the money you're saving on all these deals at the back. Yeah. And, you know, I thought AA had a great quote the other day. You know, he said something along the lines of you keep selling it out and we'll keep signing these guys. Yeah. And, and they've been selling out and they've yeah. had, you know, yeah. he was just talking about how I think the Falcons, he said two years after they right. were at the Super Bowl, the half stadium, empty, half the empty. And that's why that's what it, yeah, it was a great quote. I asked him about that was a question I had for him at the press conference. I asked him, Alex, I know him, how important it is to try to win the World Series this year and next year. But how much when you do these deals, does the future and remaining sus- having sustained success play into this? And he said his answer was what you were talking about. He said, I worry about a lot of things in this job. But number one is sustained success. Yes. He were, he has the big picture in mind always, not just winning this year, doing whatever it can to win right now, but also winning, continue winning. And he said it was it was shortly after taking the job when he saw Mercedes Benz half empty for a Falcons game when they had been in the Super Bowl two years earlier that he realized this is a great market, but you got to keep winning. Yeah, you can't roll out a crappy team there the two years after winning the World Series and expect they're going to still keep coming out like they have. Like they just drew 39,000 each of the last two nights on a Wednesday and Thursday with school in session, which you never used to do in Atlanta when school went back, when school started. Midweek games were fourteen to 20,000 regardless of the opponent. You know, you just drew almost sold out the last two nights, came within a 1,000 of selling out on a Wednesday and Thursday night with rain delays and ending rain both nights. 
Yeah, now you can't blame, you know, honestly, it's one thing when your weather has, you know, your Dodger Stadium, you got 72 at game time. But if, if you're winning 79 games a year and expecting to sell out and have people sit in that heat in Atlanta, right. it's kind of yeah. crazy. Right. Yeah, you got to present a product, and, and yeah. they're doing it. And they're going to do it for a long time with these deals. But anyway, Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Hey, just real quick on how bad Ozuna has been, not to belabor the point, but in 155 games since the beginning of last season, so basically a, what would be a full season because yeah. that's about what a guy plays, he is at 214 with a 271 OBP, 381 slugging, 653 OPS, 27 homers, 153 strikeouts, and 603 ABs. Dude, he's got a 76 OPS plus in that span. 100 is the average player in the majors. 100 OPS plus. He's got a 76 OPS plus. That's after posting a 177 OPS plus in the shortened 2020 season when he led the NL in homers and RBIs with 18 at 56 in 60 games, which is why he got that contract in February 21. After the Braves lost out on a couple of other guys, they basically were left, you know, with they had to sign Ozuna, you know, to have that bat. They tried to get a couple of the guys and didn't get them. You know, Josh Donaldson went through the Twins, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they re-signed Ozuna, and it is the one the one big Alex deal that has not worked out. Man, I was under the impression he only had one this year and next year left, two years. No, no. It was a four-year, yeah. $65 million deal, and it was backloaded to make it worse. He's owed $41 million, dude. Mm-hmm. So you'd be eating like what the the Mets basically ate when they got rid of when they dumped Cano. But like I said, I, I, you just got to do it. I mean, you've got to find a way. And, you know, the, the thing is, if he was hitting, you could trade him to somebody right. and pay half the salary. Somebody would take him. Yeah, Even, when you take him, it's like a reset. Right. And you now, pay he did half that the with salary. the old organization, you know, and but, it's like you don't bring your baggage somehow. Right, but when you're trading a below average player statistically in every and, and he's also a bad defensive player with a terrible arm. When you're trying to trade him, how are you going to take some have someone even take 20 million of what he's owed? Well, I that's why they've tried so hard to get him hot. Right. You know, cuz even if you can just get him hot for 3 months and Yeah. It's always well he made this swing change with Seitzer, you know. Right. And then you just you credit that that's a swing now. And then maybe you get a, a team to eat 5 million a year for 2 years or you know, right. 16 of it. In, but yeah, and they have given him every opportunity. Every to. Opportunity. I mean, Snit gave him stuck with him partly because they had to, they had injuries to other people, but Snit gave him every opportunity to win that job back coming out of spring training. Alex gave him every opportunity, you know? So he's had multiple chances. Now he's got two very big strikes against him. Uh, we'll see, you know, I mean, he he did it outside the probation. So I don't think legally, you know, he's not going to get deported or anything like that. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a citizen. I shouldn't say that, but I don't think he's he's got a citizen, but he's not going to get deported on DUI alone. And and he's outside of the probation. So I think those charges, if he met those diversion uh, parts of the diversion, those charges were dropped. And uh, you have to pay guys if they lose their visa. If they get deported. Or lose a work visa? I don't know what the deal. I don't know. What I don't know the works. deal on that. But no, you wouldn't is, have to pay him because they would be unable uh, in uh, uh, unavailable to play. Yeah, that's the only way they would not have had to pay him last year. Is if he, he went lost to, his visa. If if after the suspension was lifted, the administrative leave, if he had lost and and been unable to work this year, you know, 
physically unable to, they would not have had to pay him. So I could see that happening, you know, not releasing him and and hoping for a suspension or not able to get the work well, visa. Probably, yeah, he's probably going to get suspended with pay again, you know. And uh, it's with pay, yeah. Yeah, fuck. it's a bad deal. <laughs> good union. <laughs> yeah, good union. But this is and they, at these times you're is yeah. when it looks bad, you know. Yeah. But it's part of it. Uh, but is the Brazier in a different situation, man? Even they're in a very different situation, even than they were a year ago. Yeah, you know, well, when they yeah, trying, two more, two when more they deals. Were, when they were chasing, you know, the Mets, they weren't selling the place out yet. They weren't. They had no idea how what kind of uh, uh, boom they were going to have in profits, quarterly right. profits. They didn't know where they were going to be at that time. So eating fifty three million dollars or whatever it was yeah. at that time was a hard sell. And you didn't know. You thought maybe this guy's is is a good enough person. He'll be able to come back from this and be a contributor next year. So I, you know, as unseemly as it was, at least you could justify it. You could go, okay, it's a big big strike against him. We're going to give him a second chance. If he comes back, he's a good citizen, and he and he contributes. This will be forgotten by most, and he'll perform. But this he's going the opposite direction and now i don't know how you can justify it that's two strikes you're going to wait and have a third strike what's going to happen next time and here's the other thing <laughs> we said before how bad is it going to look if he gets arrested again for similar charges domestic violence it's going to look terrible okay that didn't happen oh, he yeah. got arrested for dui what god forbid they keep him and something else happens what would happen if he were to go out and like i said god forbid he goes out and gets in a in a crash while drunk and injure somebody. How bad do the Braves look after yeah. a DV domestic violence charges and after a DUI? That's what I think has to go into the thinking. Now the pro- you, you got to consider those things on how bad you're going to look. He's shown he's capable. I mean, he's obviously didn't learn a lesson, so he's capable of, <laughs> I, man, I just think you got to consider that. I just don't think you can you can have that in your organization, that time bomb waiting to go off, and it could be far, far worse well, if something and then, else happens, how bad you look for keeping it. Once, you, once the guy writing the checks has had enough, once he's just pissed off, you know, they'll, they'll look past the finances of it and right. just not want to deal with it anymore because it's, right. you know, it's imagine, a headache. It's black eyes on the organization. And it's not contributing. All those factors right. are reasons why I think yeah. they've got to release him and do it. Do it now. Don't don't even wait for the outcome of this thing. It's a DUI. You know they didn't trump up the charges. I mean, yeah, DUIs have been trumped up. They're not going to do that with this guy, knowing who he is, pulling him over. They're not going to. You know, there's going to be video of a DUI. They've got the fucking. They got the test. It's just. Uh, you know, unless he comes out and says this absolutely did not happen and fights it and the Braves have to wait and see. But if he unless that happens, there's just no reason to wait for this. If he, yeah, if it wasn't it. It wasn't at 530 in the afternoon after a day game. And, right. you know, he had after a beers. team function, and he had a couple of beers. This is four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which even being out at four in the morning while you're struggling is enough to piss the people off. But yeah, yeah. there's no excuses, man. It's bad. Um 
Fortunately for the Braves on the field product, he has not been a factor in them, and I don't think it will, this will affect them whatsoever. They got Grossman playing yeah. really well right now. He's hitting. He's changed his stroke. I talked to Sites yesterday about working with him. Day one, he got here, and their analytics people went to him, showed him what they had comparing his swings because he's been struggling all year to regain his swing, right, yeah. uh, from the left side. They showed him the difference between his swings in the last two years and now, and they've got all this sophisticated stuff, as you know, in analytics, and they got these stick figure things and everything that show connect- yeah. biokinetically what he was doing, and it clicked, and he went to work right away on it, and he's getting, like, immediate results the last 10 games. He's, like, just been so much better than he was all year. So now you got this guy. He can hit a, He hits a ball hard, too, man. Oh, yeah. Some of those swings he's taking left-handed yeah. right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a violent swing. <laughs> He's one of those guys that I always thought was kind of an underrated player because he didn't hit for big power. Yeah. But I faced him a few times when I was with Oakland. He was with Houston. And it's just those tough at bats, you know, adding a tough yeah. at bat to your lineup and then get him working with a guy like Seitzer. And, it, you know, it's amazing. I was talking to some buddies about organizations in general, and there's certain organizations that guys go to and things get worse. And there's other organizations guys go to and they just seem to get better. And if I was saying, if, you know, if I was running such and such organization and everybody comes here and they get worse, nobody turns their career around here. You look at other ones, I'm going to start prying and finding out what are these organizations doing? And it's stuff like you're talking about, you know, you have this whole department figuring out why was Robbie Grossman so productive at certain times in his career? And he's not now let's find the difference. And with all the technology and different coaches, they're able to do that now. And the Braves did a great job of it. Yeah. I mean, these teams that are, that are really utilizing all the analytics and that have a team of guys in that analytics department upstairs watching this video, they got Grossman knowing, you know, obviously they had watched and thought they could fix him, you know, turn him around. Coach is willing to work with those guys. And sites welcomes that stuff. They come down with the charts and the video and they show sites and they go, let's go to work with him. And they did from day one. They said, normally we would wait. Sites said, normally we would wait, get to know the guy, get a feel for him. He said, and he told Grossman that normally I'd get a feel for you. Let you see, I'd watch you for about 10 days. He goes, but we're trying to win a world series, get back to the playoffs and win a world series. We can't wait, waste any time. We got to do this now. So he said, we presented him all this stuff. Told him, look at it, digest it, see what you think, tell us what you think, and and see what see what you want to do with it. And said Grossman was all in. He's like, let's do it. And yeah. he went to work in the cage, took it to the game, boom, getting results. It's a good sign. You know, just just for character, because a lot of guys are yeah, they get told this stuff and they're stubborn and won't change. And it's yeah, usually especially one of two veterans things. been around a while. Yeah, but you hit a point in your career where it's like you know, if somebody would have told me to throw sidearm or underhand or over the top when I'm struggling, it's you're, you're all ears because he'd been struggling for most of the yeah. year in Detroit, not winning. And all of a sudden you get to go to Atlanta and compete for a World Series. Like, tell me how high to jump. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all positives right now on the field pretty much. I mean, uh, they really rebounded well from that Mets series like we talked about, and they're getting so much good stuff from Grissom. I mean, that scoring from first. Go, dude. Dude's got wheels. I mean, he's not a, he's not a, I don't think he's going to, he doesn't seem like he's going to be a big base dealer in the majors because he's got long limbs. He's like, he's six, three, takes him a yeah. while to really get going. Yep. But once he gets going, he's, he's probably about as fast as anybody on the team from like first to third or first to home, you know, second to home. He gets those strides going and he, as, as Snit said, he eats up a lot of yards in a hurry. And he's so, playing. He's, he's, he, you know, he, it's like, it's, 
it's kind of like that Dansby thing where he, for me, I feel like his instincts are, I mean, yeah. as soon as that ball trickled through the infield, he, he was full speed yeah. thinking yeah. about scoring until Wash stopped him and Wash didn't. And he just kept rolling. You know I mean? It was like, he tasted, he might have a chance and he just yeah. went for it. Yeah. And he's not like watching the ball the whole time or hesitating or slowing it second and looking. No. He is committed. He's like, boom, yep. ball off the bat. He was gone. Never just, slowed down. Immediate, like instinctual decisions yeah. that he makes that I, I've just noticed on a few plays, you know, balls up the middle, different things or Deacon uh, Lindor the other day, you know, yeah. coming through and acting like he was catching a yeah. throw or a ground ball or something. And I mean, just confuse Lindor. But this is this type of stuff that when you're overwhelmed by the big league level. Yeah. You're just trying to do it right. But his instincts just take over and, and he's practiced this stuff in the minors and he's just playing like it, it's baseball. He's not overwhelmed at all. And that's what he said after the game last night. That is the same game, man. Yeah. He look he seems to be one of those rare guys like Harris who can block out forty thousand people going bonkers and the music and the chop blah, blah, and play just baseball. focus and play baseball. And he yeah, said and- same game. All you gotta do is lock in. Gotta lock that stuff out. I mean, going deep his first game. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you, there was at a lot Fenway. of signs at, at Fenway, Fenway that you know he's he's going to be one of those guys that just comes up and plays. Some guys are different, man. There aren't many, but some guys are different. Yeah, he he and Harris like are different. Yeah, Strider's different. And their speed, you know, having those two guys, oh young legs, having <laughs> those two, Acuna, Swanson. All of a sudden, half their lineup is like plus speed. Yeah. I mean, most guys, most teams don't have two guys that are plus speed. Yeah. They got some guys that can fly. Yeah. But more importantly, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk again. Uh, Nothing yet on the Zuna from the team uh, that could be coming at any time. I mean, they could announce, you know, within an hour he's been released or they might not announce anything today other than he's not, they've been replaced on the, on the 40 and roster and suspended. Don't know yet, but I'm my, my, I don't want to say prediction, but my view is he's got to be released. Uh, I don't know if they have to wait until, you know, because of the the union, the way it's written, the agreement, if they have to wait for this to, for some resolution, you know, but I think he'll be immediately suspended if nothing else. Uh, But if I'm the Braves, I'm not making it known. He's, we're done with him. So, yeah. Yeah. They they know what they want to do, but there's a process to it. Right. Right. They they can't announce. They got to jump through hoops. Exactly. Yeah. All right, big another big series, really big one for the Braves, and then they got a road trip to Pittsburgh and St. Louis. After that, so they need to keep the keep the pedal down, obviously, and because uh, Astros will come in if you if you blink against the Astros, you're going to get your ass handed to you because these yeah. guys are good, man. Yeah. And McCullers was outstanding in his first start back. So you got oh, McCullers nice. against Wright tonight. Wright coming off the 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 little break for. Uh, arm fatigue or sore arm said he felt great in his side session felt normal again so this should be a really good matchup tonight Friday night at the yard with fireworks afterwards can't wait all right everybody 755 is real we appreciate you watching us thanks thanks and give us those big uh, up thumbs up and all that uh, however you grade us on there <laughs> <laughs> see ya we're out we're out